Welcome to the Return of Roots Mill Vet Podcast, your guide through the journey from military to veterans in the community. This podcast is dedicated to service members, veterans, and their families. Get ready for inspirational stories and experiences generously shared by our amazing guests. Stand by for the sound of freedom. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to remind you of two essential resources, the 988 National Hotline for Mental Health Support and the MYTT365 app available at mildevet.com. Both are valuable tools to assist you in your transition journey. Now let's get to the show. Welcome. This week, we will be bringing you Sean Welsh, the founder and co-host of Vets SOS Podcast. A dedicated platform providing lifelines to veterans, transitioning service members, and military spouses. As a retired U.S. Army veteran with over two decades of experience, he was an intelligence professional. Sean brings a unique perspective and a game committed to the well-being of military community. As you already know, that's part of our mission and your, our vision. And we bring you Sean. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, you, uh, you're an inspiration to a lot of, uh, veterans out there, brother. And it's weird to hear um, that. Uh, I, <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. Um, and you know, that's why, that's why you, you are an inspiration because you, you, you feel that way. And, um, we, we want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you, uh, first right off the bat. So uh, how can people get a hold of you? The easiest way, honestly, is LinkedIn, like what most of us wind up using, you know, connect with me on on LinkedIn, send me a message, let me know who you are. And I'm glad to connect with anybody. You know, if I can help you, I'll help you. If I don't know the answer, I probably know somebody that does. And, and you know, we'll, we'll find it for you to help you keep moving forward, especially in your transition. Yeah, brother. Um, again, it's as easy as reaching out on those uh, networks. And I just reached out to Sean, you know, listen to some of his stuff that he's got going on. And that's, that's how you do it. You got to go out there. You got to pretty much um, advocate for yourself. So, Hey, uh, what kind of content do you guys, or do you suggest people that are in their transition should be digesting like podcasts, books, that kind of stuff? Wow. There's so many great ones. In fact, I'll do a shameless plug right now for uh, Dr. Paul Lawrence's the the veteran benefits. If I can get it past the blur, that is a tremendous one, especially as you get ready to do the the whole VA process. That is that's almost a a must have. It's an easy to use SOP to get things done. Uh, Lori Norris has a phenomenal podcast. She's she's the OG when it comes to to podcasting, especially with the veteran space. Um, just a great person too. Um, so you definitely want to check her out. Um, I always push people to, to do a lot of the, the major networking events, uh, things like Vets Industry, 50 Strong, the key community. You know, they, they have these great online uh, events where you can come together. It's just phenomenal. So it's just the resources are almost endless at this point. So it, it's really important that you try to make the most of all of them. Now, Sean, since you retire out of the military, I have two questions for you. What okay. advice would you give yourself uh, if you could go back in time before you joined the military? 
uh, with the mindset of what you know now, right? Oh, that's a great question. That really is. Uh, I was fortunate and I was able to start two years early before transition. And that made a world of difference for me. Uh, Cause like a lot of us, we don't necessarily know what we want to do when we get out. So taking that time to actually go through and figure out what it is you want to do is so important. And um, if I had to go back and tell myself anything, it would be to figure out much earlier what I wanted to do, what, what my real passion was after the military. Because then you could focus your education, your certifications, your training on things that are going to help you um, be set up for success afterwards. You know, if you want to work as a recruiter, why not go be a recruiter in the military? Get that that experience underneath your belt and be ready to go. You know, so there's things like that that I would have I would have probably done a lot earlier. What about for our junior sailors, Marines, service members? What advice would you give them into their chances for them to be tr successful during their military career? Successful during their career? Yeah. Do the things you can do to set yourself apart. So I was hurt relatively early in my career. So there's a lot of the, the schools I couldn't go to you know, and, and excel at to get all those, you know, nice badges and stuff on my uniform. So when I went to the, the NCO schools, I made commandant's list each time. I did the things that I could do to set myself apart. I went and got a master's degree, you know, so I, I focused more on the education piece to where I could really, you know, help, my, help stand out a little bit where I couldn't compare with someone who went to ranger school or, you know, had airborne and air assault and all those things. Um, I had to focus on the things that, personally, I could control. Fantastic. Bro, I like it. And uh, I really like how you mentioned um, that you started a little ways out. And before I get into this next question, I'm going to just kind of throw this out to people. All right. So you guys are going to see uh, MYTT365 app in the corner of our screen. And a lot of people may not understand why I have that on our all of our shows that is actually a transition app that's on your phone your android apple you can download it it's free um it is a free resource that's going to help you manage your transition so and it starts 24 months before you are separating out and then it helps you 365 days afterwards too and it talks it talks to a bunch of different free resources that are out there you don't have to pay for a single thing that is on this app. There is nothing that you pay for. It talks about ACP mentorship. It talks about ECP. It talks about all these different programs that are out there that you're not going to understand any of these acronyms unless you download that app by scanning it or going to Droid or Apple MYTT365 app. It's an app that you guys need to help you manage your transition. So speaking on that, brother, what did it take for you to get into the correct mindset while you were transitioning out? Ooh, that that uh, I would say is something that is definitely individual um, or individualized, you know. So the one thing that I didn't 
I'm not going to say I didn't believe, but I just didn't know it was really going to happen that way was everybody tells you, you know, you know, when it's time. Um, yeah, I knew it, it, there was no hesitation whatsoever. I knew it was time for me to go. Uh, it, it's it's the, the young kids can play the game now and, you know, I'll go off into the sunset and do something else. Um, so that, that for me, I also came in at 28. So I wasn't, you know, 18 right out of school. I was always sort of friends with the guys getting ready to retire, the older guys in the in the group. So I'd been hearing about retiring and transition in most of my career. <laughs> so I couldn't wait to retire. Um, so it was just one of those things where, for me, it was maybe a little different because I was older. Um, and, and so I knew it was time, and I was very adamant that I was going to win the transition. That was, that was sort of my mindset going into it. I, I wasn't going to leave it to chance. I was going to do everything I possibly could, and I was going to try out everything I could do. Uh, so it was it was a great adventure and taught me a lot in the whole process. Yeah, I love that, man. Um, the whole entire, it's individual 100% on that because everybody's got different uh, motivators. Everybody's got different parts of their life. You know, if you joined at 28, man, you're retiring at 48. If you did your full 20, yeah. you know, it's going to be a little bit different than someone that retires at 38 Retirement's going to look a lot different. Um, but that's, that's, uh, really individualized. So thanks for sharing that brother. Um, a lot less, uh, Tylenol at 38 than there is at 48. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Some days I'm like, oh, I had to, you know, I had to throw a couple of pills down just to get onto the show today because my back is just killing me. Oh yeah, you know? it's, it's those little things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what what did it take? I'm not, I don't know if you found this while you're still serving or after you got out, but what did it take for you to find your purpose? That, that's a great question, and I don't know that I have. Um, so, you know, I did 20-year career. I was in intelligence, you know, so I went to a lot of different schools. There's a lot of different things that I did. So through that, when I got out, there's literally a thousand things you qualify to do, whether it be through education, experience, training, whatever. So really trying to figure out what that was going to be. And and I wasn't one of those kids that, you know, growing up, I'm going to be a soldier and, you know, all that stuff. I just, I don't know. I, admit, I guess I never really just had that, that fireman or soldier dream, but um, didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do was doing um, some good stuff in, in, in the music industry. Like I was working for a music store. I was looking to go to a record label and then nine 11 happened. I'm like, yeah, maybe do something a little bit more important. And, and I came from a Navy family. So it wasn't like the military was foreign. I mean, my dad retired out of the Navy. I just wasn't the career path originally I was planning on doing. Um, so basically I spent probably the first six months uh, going through and really trying to whittle down the things I was passionate about. So um, I, I got it down to about five things that I truly believed that I would love to do. And believe it or not, one of the things on that list was not 
veteran support. It, it wasn't like uh, I didn't come out of the military going, you know what, I'm going to go help veterans the rest of my life. That wasn't, you know, something I was thinking about. But at the same time, I never wanted to do a podcast. So <laughs> it was, uh, you know, one of those things where someone, you know, encouraged me to do it, uh, talked me into doing it, and I thank them every day for it because I've had so much fun with it, and I learned so much through the podcast that helped me have a really good transition. So, you know, long story short, uh, for me, I don't know that I've officially found my why yet, but I do know that I have a passion for giving back to the veteran community. Uh, I have, a, a you know, certain career fields that I really enjoy doing. I love leadership and resiliency. So there's a lot of things that I really love to do. And, and what that looks like moving forward, I, I can't tell you yet. But, you know, hopefully it's great. And so with that in mind, right, because you had your family, your two children, and your wife, um, how did this choice come about, especially right after you finishing your military career and then starting down this path? So the one thing I encourage anybody who's married to do is include your spouse in the entire process. Um, one, they can attend most of the TAP classes. And two, most of the programs out there, spouses can do as well. Uh, or there's a spouse version of it. Um, so the first thing we did once once I made that decision that it was time to go, I don't know that she completely bought into the fact that I was getting out. It may have taken her a little longer to accept the fact, but um, we talked about where we are going to live. That, to me, was the most important thing figure out where you want to live first. Once we know that, then we can start, you know, looking at houses. Um, um, started looking at houses. We started um, then focusing on jobs and figuring out where we could, wh where we could go, what we could do. Um, and, and seeing if that's, you know, if we found the perfect house, the perfect job, everything lined up. Um, was there a um, um, a good school where we were trying to go? Um, you know, and, and then of course you had all the different counties and things like that that we had to play through. So you know, trying to work through that was was part of the issue. But once we settled on Jacksonville, it made everything go a lot smoother. How did you navigate the transition and getting into your uh, current a uh, field? and including your family how was that so yeah the, the big thing for us was um my wife was included from the very beginning and i think that's important if you're married you have to have your spouse involved in this entire decision uh so for us we the, the first thing i wanted to do was decide where we were going to live so we, we spent that time discussing that and figuring out where we wanted to go and, and honestly that took us a couple months because we had we had lists and everything. We were going through it and compare and contrast. And um, ultimately, Jacksonville, Florida won out. And, uh, you know, so once we decide on that, then you can start looking for a house, a neighborhood, schools, uh, jobs. You know, so that really helped the process along. Once once that piece was done and out of the way, it also kind of dictates how much money you got to make. Because once, once you know where you're going to live, you know the cost of living and, and all that plays into uh, effect. So. Um, we figured that piece out first, and then from there, it really was 
whittling down what I thought I really wanted to do. And I got it down to about five things. And uh, from there, figuring out, okay, what are my best options? You know, because I knew I was going to do a skill bridge, but I had to find the right one that would fit, you know, what I was trying to do. So once I was able to narrow it down to those five, I was able to find a skill bridge that fit what I was trying to do. And, you know, I went through hiring our heroes and wound up getting a job offer out of that program. And, uh, you know, everything worked out just the way, you know, it was scripted, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely scripted, you know, just follow the, follow yep, the little, uh, that easy piece <laughs> on there, you know, and watch out with that, that thing, man. Sometimes people that see things will just start reading it. I'll just read it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jacksonville's a pretty cool area too, man. I was looking at uh oh, what's that little island below the base? Um Fleming Island? Yeah, Fleming Island. That's where I live. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was hell, we could have been neighbors, bro. Yeah, I'm you telling know. you, it's a great place. Uh we yeah, we were looking at Fleming Island. I've never been stationed there, but I've heard great things about it. So I was like, Yeah, let's go. So Yeah, I don't know how you get stationed here as someone in the army, but since I retired, I see army guys on base all the time. It's like, how did you get here? <laughs> oh, they're probably like national guard or something, yeah, or something like that. You know, yeah. they, they, uh, they dress up like army, but Hey, you can't hate on them too much, man. They, they do deploy. You know, so, this is true. Uh, this is true. Yeah. So what, what led, uh, cause you said this earlier, like you had to be pushed into podcasting so what led into that man so <laughs> i had a buddy who was about six months ahead of me in the transition so once i made that decision to do to get out um basically i jumped on his coattails and like if he was doing something i was going to go do it and you know i figured I might as well learn he, he seems to know what he's doing and uh he had signed up for uh the career summit from the who you know network based out of dallas texas and I was like, cool, let's do this. And so that wound up being the very first thing I did in transition. And it really changed my mindset right from the beginning because it wasn't military based or focused at all. They were just focusing on the regular job search and all these tips and tricks you could use to get noticed. Um, now, it turns out that one half of that partnership, Mark Elder, was a veteran um, and, and later would help me start VetSOS and be my first co-host. But um Basically, I developed a mentor relationship with Trevor, the, the guy who runs it. And um, we uh, we started talking back and forth. And at that point, I was doing a lot of videos on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Like, Dude, you got to do a podcast. You can get all this micro content. I'm like, eh, no, mm -mm, no, I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm only six months into the transition at this point. you know, So I'm still thinking about all these other things I got to do. And I said, no, man, you really got to do it. And so we talked a little bit about it. And, you know, he pitched me an idea. I was like, ah, that's not me. Uh, and so I started thinking about it. And it came to me walking the dogs one morning. You know, I'm like, you know, what if we focused on that transition space? Because, you know, at this point, every day I was learning about a new organization out here trying to help people. Right. You know, there's 40,000 plus out here. Um, so I came back to him and said, hey, how about um, we do this focused on. The, the transition space. He's like, I love it. Let's do it. I don't know if he truly loved the idea or not, or just wanted me to podcast. I don't know. Um, but he linked me up with Mark and Mark and I started talking about it. And 
Um, we started developing it, came up with the logo and all that stuff and the slogan. And, and finally Trevor's like, just start recording. You guys have been doing this for like four months. So we started recording and, uh, and, uh, just kept going. And, uh, Mark, Mark, Mark was always going to step down at some point because he's involved with the, who, you know, show and all that. So, uh, when we hit the one year mark, he, he decided he was going to step down at that point. He's still with us. He stays in the background and, and helps us and he fills in from time to time. If one of us can't make it. And uh, Eric came on board and uh, we just kept rocking and rolling. We're about to here in two weeks. We're going to record episode 80. So pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, and I still haven't put out one single piece of micro content. <laughs> so the whole reason <laughs> for starting it, I haven't even done yet. Uh, but, you know, we're having a blast. I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet so many great people. And then, you know, with the, the Mick that just happened, I was able to actually meet, you know, 25% of the guests I've interviewed in person finally. And that was just awesome. So, so for our audience, what is the Mick? The military influencer conference. So they've, I think this was actually like the third or fourth time they've done it. They had like a two year break because of COVID they started it. And I think like the very next year COVID happened. Um, so it's traditionally been in Vegas next year. It'll be in Atlanta. Uh, so, uh, it'll, you know, potentially have a different group of people there. Uh, a lot of people from the East coast that wouldn't have made it normally. We're trying to convince the whole Jack's mafia to come up and, and a little show of force from all of Jacksonville people. What, um, uh, what was that time frame? Do you, uh, September you 30th to October 3rd in Atlanta. Okay. I'll be there. All right. Yeah. Yep. No, it was, it was a great time. And, uh, this, uh, here a couple months ago, we joined the Parade Deck uh, platform, which is a, okay. a a community for podcasters and you know veterans and military people. You know, for different different mediums, they got all kinds of stuff on there. But um, this year, they had a uh, stage at the MIC, so we were able to do a live podcast. We we had John Wayne Troxel on there, the third SEAC, uh, and he just phenomenal. I mean, I, I was ready to drop the mic and walk away. I was like, Man, this is unbelievable. Um, he did such it was awesome. just phenomenal talking to him. But, you know, we, we got to get on stage, have some fun, just walking around talking and, and talking with people all day long. And like for me, my main goal is I wanted to book out all of season three. So I left there with all all season three ready to go. So I was real happy with the, with the turnout for what I was trying to do. Yeah, I love it, man. And that's why, like, re regardless if you're going to go start your own podcast or you're going to go search for a job or you're going to uh, create something within like different subsets, you know, uh, like if you're going to be a chef, you should be networking with them. Like networking is so important. Uh, not just, not just because you get to meet other people, but then it also inspires you to do your own thing and kind of develop, well, this is how I want to be. This is how I'm going to market myself towards it. So, Oh, yeah. That's all. Yeah. But not yeah, only that, it's it's also the ability to find out because we can have this massive idea, right? Of what something is in our minds, and we think that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. But until you start doing it and you start knowing people and you're like, either one, yes, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> However, these are the gaps that I need to fill, or man, I really dislike this and I need to do something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't quit yeah. your day job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, unfortunately, unfortunately, Sean, 
Chris and Yogi are quitting their day job. That's what this whole entire uh, show is all about, quitting your day job. So oh, I don't boy. know if I could stand behind that, man. I, you know, you guys are all going to end up quitting your day job. What are you going to do after that? You know, what's next? And that's, oh, that's the whole entire wow. thing. Retirement, yep. retirement. It's not just, re it's not retirement. No, it's my next chapter of my book, the yep. next transition. That's super, super important for every single profession, whether you're a firefighter, doctor, postman, teacher, what is that transition going to look like? You say that's retirement, but if you go home and do nothing, you'll be dead in a couple of years. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, you still have purpose, right? And you know, if nothing else, I'm living for the fact that I, I really want to have grandkids just, just to pay my kids back for, you know, all the grief they gave me, you know, I'm going to introduce <laughs> the kids to, to pixie sticks and send them home. You know, it's, you know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. <laughs> It's all good though. You know, it's, I, I agree with you. I, mean, I, I don't think I could sit around the house doing absolutely nothing that one, it would kill me, but two, I, I would, I, my wife would kill me. <laughs> you, know, it's right? like, you need to go do something. Um, you know, and, and the big thing for me is, is I wanted to do something that I just really enjoyed, you know, it, it, not that I enjoyed the military. I, I, I tell everybody I had a love-hate relationship. Some units were great. Some were bad. You know, there were things I loved. My travel agent sucked. I wound up in Iraq three times and Afghanistan once, you know, so you got to get a new travel agent. But um, going through the whole thing, you know, it you, you learn and you grow and you become who you are, you know, through that whole process. And then there's so many things we bring to the workforce now. And finding that place where you can really use those skills and, and, and be who you want to be, you know, I, I love the term next chapter. That's something I like to talk about a lot, too, you know, because it, it is you're, you're turning the page in essentially recreating yourself if you want to and, and going and doing something else, you know, and I'm sure that there's a few people probably getting ready to retire going, Welsh is doing what? He's got a podcast. What? You know, I'm sure that there's still a few people like, uh, I don't know. I didn't like that oh, guy man. when he was in. Yeah, You know, it's kind of, that's like the hardest part about this is like, now I'm doing podcasting and, you know, trying to promote it. It's like the hardest thing ever. How did, how did you get your stuff promoted? What was, what was your key strategy? It? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you had to promote it somehow, you know, uh, you weren't walking, walking up to people uh, as they're bagging stuff. Uh, at the commissary going, Hey, you should check out my show. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I still have a long way to go, you know, so 200,000 people transition out of the military every year. So one, there's plenty of space for several podcasts, you know, to tell people. And that, that's what I love about most of the podcasters I've met in the community that they're willing to work with each other and help each other. And, you know, nobody's trying to hoard information and stuff like that because, there's just too big of a potential audience for all of us to benefit from. Um, I was Intel for 20 years, so I never did social media that much. And, and honestly, that's what's probably hurting me right now is I, I'm a social media moron. Um, so I actually just brought Bro, that's on... all right, man. You can just hire people for that. Come on. <laughs> I got to have money first. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's not that funny, but it is. You know, you got to have money. 
We did get lucky. So uh, Eric, my co-host, one of his neighbors, a military spouse, has a marketing degree, wants some experience. So she's volunteering right now to help us get our social media going. And, and ideally, I would love to get to the point where I can hire her and pay her. And, you know, because she's got two young kids at the house. So then she can stay, you know, at home with the kids. She can do this job as they PCS, you know. So I think it'd be a great situation to be in. And hopefully we get there. Um, I try to take advantage of as much as I can. So when I can make the Vets and Industry event, I go on there and I, I talk about Vet SOS and, and try to gain some followers there. I'm always sending out follower requests um, on the LinkedIn account for Vet SOS and uh, we started getting into Instagram a lot more during the Mick, and uh, I'm told we're moving to TikTok. So I don't know what that's going to look like, um, but uh, slowly, slowly and surely, we're we're building a following, and you know, hopefully, we can get to the point where you know we do become that household name, and people know, hey, you know, if you want to learn about the organizations, check this podcast out, and you know, you, you can go through it, and you know, so we'll see. It's it's been a slow process though, and. Uh, but proud of the progress we're making. I want to touch on something that I don't want to be overseen, right? You mentioned that you started your transition two years out and that it was a blessing that you started it so early. Why do you think that is so important? And what led you to that position? The first thing that jumps to mind is you're not rushed. So there's what five or six tap classes that uh you can take um if you try to take them all back to back to back to back the command's gonna get mad right so if you have two years you can spread them out and then all the other classes and programs you can get into you can just start to spread them out so it, it doesn't necessarily hinder you still doing your job because we all know we're still going to be told to do our job uh, until we get you know to about that six month mark maybe and and some people are working all the way till the day they walk out the door um so the earlier you start the more you can do and spread out and it's it's easier for the, the command to digest um two it allowed me to really work through some things because i really didn't know what i wanted to do the only thing i knew for sure is i didn't want to do intel work yeah, I wasn't going to move to D.C. And, and, and work for the alphabet soup. I, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, so that was my starting point. And from there, I had to figure out, you know, right now, what am I going to do? I know I don't want to do Intel and I know I want a job that I enjoy the people and the you know, that I'm around in the place I work. So that was sort of my right and left limits and, you know, had to figure it out from there. And, and having that time to work through it and try things out and use stuff like Veterati. I was doing five to six calls a week on Veterati, uh, talking to people, you know, and I learned very early, I was never going to get a PMP. And I, I did a PMP boot camp, and I came out of that knowing for damn sure I wasn't going to get a PMP. <laughs> I, oh man, I see PMP on there all the time. I get hit up probably like four or five times a week on LinkedIn. Yeah. Come join our PMP stuff. I'm like, fuck. I, I have no, I did that. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, we, we've all done it. We're probably all qualified to truly get a PMP. You just got to learn the terminology and and know yeah. the, the you know how it works to get the certification. But great, I, I'm just not going to do it. You know, it, like to me, I, I, the the boot camp I went through drove me crazy. Uh, and talking to people who really were working under that PMP umbrella, a lot of the ones I talked to, it didn't sound that fun to me. Um, and ironically, I got hired as a PM. So, yeah, what do you? 
<laughs> but I don't have uh-huh. a PMP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's usually, it's not always like what school you gone or what, what certification you have. It really ends up boiling down to who, you know, and when they do meet you, are you somebody that they felt was the right fit? Not necessarily you had the top scores, but when they interacted with you, oh yeah, this dude wasn't awkward. Uh, I think he'll be adequate. Let's, let's hire him. And that's, that's really a big part of it, you know? So one, they're checking to see if you have the technical skills that you claim you have. Right. But yep. most of an interview is finding out if you're a good fit for them, you know, because if you've made it to the interview process, you probably check the, the initial blocks. All right. Now let's find out if this guy has a personality or if he's a, you know, a wet mop. And, you know, so. That's why I like the- those interviews that they just like throw, like you go in there they're like, Hey, Oh, you thought this was an interview? Fix this problem right here. Can you fix it? And then I want you to tell me something about yourself while you're fixing it. You know, so you got to, oh man, could you imagine? Like, that's a, okay, now I want you to bullshit me while, like, bullshit with me while you're trying to figure out this complex electrical problem. And they're like, what? You're yeah, talking about the Elon the, Musk. Elon Musk yeah. uh, scenarios at SpaceX, man. That That's a, that's a next level kind of, So I I had a sergeant major that used to do that on the promotion board. He would, while, while they were putting together the weapon that they were assigned, uh, he, they were peppering them with questions. Oh yeah. We had had one kid going for his, uh, you know, Sergeant E five and he, he puts the whole M four together and he goes to pull the charging handle back. And all you hear is the, (laughs) the slide go dunk. Because there was no spring in it. <laughs> nah. Oh no! <laughs> was that as bad as his uh, board? Uh, about as good as his board went. <laughs> Gun dunk. Uh, I, I I think he wound up passing because he was actually a pretty sharp kid. But yeah, we didn't let him live that down. For it was an EOD unit too, so they, they're brutal. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, he was kid. an EOD tech. So. Hey. He probably got stronger for it. He that happened for a reason, and that was the for extra strength. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So oh, it man, all worked out. Awesome. He, he was a good good NCO. So now <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your podcast. What right. what is your podcast about? So with my with Vet SOS, the 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 whole thing is about transition. Um, if I'm going to bring somebody on the podcast. I have to be able to tie them to transition. And, and you know, it, I've had people ask to come on and they just don't fit the mold. And it's like, look, it's nothing personal. You know, I like you. I'd love to come on your podcast, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily reciprocal. And that's because I'm really trying to stay with the niche and what we claim we are, because I've seen a lot of podcasts that claim to be one thing. And then you start looking at their guests and realize what, what, Huh? What? Yeah. This doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's like they don't have yeah. an identity at that point. Um, so really that's that's the whole goal. And, and the goal is to educate. So we made Vet SOS an official LLC last month. And uh our, our goal is to start finding ways to make make money, you know, through advertising and sponsorship and things like that. But our overall goal is to give 50% of all profits back to the 501Cs that we're interviewing. 
I want to be able to continue to support the veteran support community and, and give money back to them so that they can continue to do what they're doing and all the great work they're doing. How that looks yet, we don't know. We're talking about maybe running contests to vote on best episode, that type of thing. Um, but we're going to find a way to do it. And um, then from there, you know, percentage base, you know, be able to start paying for other services, maybe, you know, things that'll take us to that next level, you know, bringing on a full staff for the marketing department, that type of thing. You know, there's all kinds of things we potentially could do. We just got to, you know, get a good following and make some good money. But, you know, ultimately Eric and I have jobs, you know, we don't have to make money from the podcast and that's never why I started it. I never started it to make money. Um, I, I, we really just want to try to educate and, we're, we're looking at a couple of things we can do with our website to, to make it more interactive to where like you could go and search uh, medical and like four episodes would come up that all deal with medical or something like that. I want to get to that level to where people can actually search and use our uh, website as a tool. That's I beautiful. Love it, love it. The, um, the topic of transition, as you know, that's, that's what we also talk about as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been one of the most amazing paths that I've been down dealing with transition. You know, a lot of people have a lot of angst. A lot of people don't even think about it until they're there, and then they're like, "Oh God!" <laughs> you or know, on terminal leave, <laughs> right? And uh, seriously, because they were at work every single day, not not working for themselves because you have to advocate for yourself. And that's why you got to start at 24 months. You got to get in the right mindset. You know, you got a job to still do, still do it, but start setting aside a time for that plan, you know? Um, and bro, it's just, it's just been a really amazing journey to talk about transition. And there's so many different types of transition and you wouldn't even know it until you start like doing shows like this, listening to shows like this and digesting it like veteran SOS. I, I remember listening to some of your uh, episodes and yeah, you, you got some great people. Then you don't try to tell me how to become a, whatever whatever it is uh, hey i'm not making fun of pmps there are some great people out there that oh, yeah. have pmp stuff and they're also helping veterans but there's so many of them. oh yeah and the the thing is i try to explain especially to young soldiers really don't worry about the two years out transitioning. As soon as you join the military, you should start transitioning. In all reality, you know, if you know what you want to do, start focusing on that. You know, as soon as you're able to do educational benefits, start working your education in that direction, getting certifications earlier, not wait until that last year um, that you're in to try to do it. So the earlier you can start preparing yourself, even better. You know, and that, that's what, you know, we, we try to tell people now and, and, and hopefully, you know, we can get people in that mindset and really hopefully when we get the senior leaders in that mindset to really start teaching their kids to, you know, as these kids come through, hey, you need to start, you know, thinking about the future now. Yeah. You know, these career developments that we have, I, I know the Army, you guys had them. Um, we, the Navy call them career development boards. What, what would you call those? Like where you sit down with your leadership as a 
and then you kind of formulate like wh what you've been doing and how can you get to where you want to go what your goals what, what were you guys calling that in the army T typically a counseling session i mean we, there was always a, a push to uh get more out of the counseling sessions and actually yeah, there were several different tools I saw through my career that, yeah. I mean, some were like multi-page, you know, you're going to spend five, five days prepping it and two days counseling on it. And, you know, See, so. and that's, that's where, that's where someone's like got a good idea, but come on, you know, talk about your three and three, you know, short term, mm -hmm. long term, uh, talk about how you're going to get to where all those are at. That's pretty much all you should be filling out on a piece of paper is like, what are my three and three? And then literally everything else should be like talking about how i'm getting to all those goals so we we in the navy talk about staying in so much but like you were saying we never talk about the plan getting out yeah. and I, I made a big push my last uh five years in the, in the military every single counseling session that i did with everybody after hearing all these retirees i added in there okay you get out tomorrow what are you gonna do and I got people away from saying, oh, I'm going to go to college. Or if they were going to go to college, their answer wasn't, I'm going to go to college, uh, senior. And I'm like, no, nah. you're going to tell me what college program. And then you're going to tell me what college. And then you're going to tell me how many credits you already have applied to that. You're not just going to tell me you're going to college. You're going to tell me your plan. And they get so mad at me at first. But then they're like, oh, now I know what I'm doing. Start peeling back that onion. <laughs> and, and even then and, sometimes they don't but at the same no. time you did everything you can only take the you can only take the horse to water but you cannot make them drink right it's really yep. up to them you can yep. try to hold them under <laughs> you know may or may not have happened once or twice <laughs> but it's like it's like we we want our sailors soldiers marines we airmen we want them all to be successful in the military but really how successful can they be if they're never grown uh personally as well as professionally and when you said that you need to start planning for your separation your exit plan because one way or another we all get kicked out of the military yep. whether that's you have your dd2 14 in your hand or you're buried six feet under we all get out of the military and guess what even when you die you still get transitioned out there's still a whole entire process to administratively separate you from the military so it's it's gonna happen one way or another so you better start planning towards it and and i used to tell people i'm like hey you have so many tools that are out there but they're like oh but but chief, I only get paid yada, yada a, a week or a month or whatever, you know, like whatever excuse they come up with. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's good talk. Well, <laughs> what are you doing with your GI bill? What are you doing with your TA? Are you actually using them? If you're not going to, if you are not going to school utilizing uh tuition assistance I, I know not all services have the same tuition assistance program so you may have to find grants there's grants out there that are special just for uh, military members that because they don't have tuition assistance there's actually people out there that want to help you pay your stuff so you should be talking to your college office you should be planning that all out and maybe you wait 
until the transition stuff does happen, but start like planning towards it. And if you're not doing that, then you better be using your VA uh, abilities for buying a home. And you should be taking advantage of that they relocate you every two years. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it's, oh, it's, it's just frustrating that people don't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I think, you know, the three of us are probably all on the same page there. I, I started a a program I had when I was a first sergeant, the uh, commander sat me down. He goes, so who's the who's the sergeant major mentor? The NCOs. He said, who do you mentor? The soldiers. He goes, are you? I'm like, well, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> and, and, you know, he, he kept prodding. He's like, think about, you know, you're at 17, 18 years. Think about how many things you've learned about the army while you were going through things that aren't going to help you get promoted. They're not, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily make you a better soldier, but you've learned and you start bringing up stuff like education and ACS army community service and, you know, the shades of green, uh, you know, hotels and stuff like that. So we started this, this program uh, with just me and the soldiers. And basically I would cook them dinner you know, we'd sit down for four hours or so and we'd go down any rabbit hole they wanted to go down. So I, I usually walked in with about 10 things I wanted to talk about. Most of the time I get to maybe five because, you know, they, they'd, they'd go on some tangent about the award system and how unfair it is. And, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, and undercut the command, um, but I'm also going to explain to them a little bit and put it in perspective, you know, about, yeah, it may look like just because I'm a E8, I'm getting this award. But what's the scope of responsibility I have and, and how far is my reach? What, what am I impacting? And then they start going, oh, because nobody ever sits down and tells them those things. You know, they just see that all E7s get this award and all E8s get this award. And, you know, so it was little things like that that I was able to do. And it, it allowed me to have this great relationship with my soldiers. And it really, really was eye opening. Um, and it sounds like, you know, the sessions you were doing, it was a lot along those lines there, Chris. Yeah, it's it's uh, really important because we're all we're all human beings, right? Mm -hmm. We all have our own um, goals, aspirations, and stuff like that. And I, <sighs> I think it's super important that you look at the person as an individual. Every single time you have the whole, what's best for the group. I get it, but you should individualize every single training uh, or every single counseling whenever you get one-on-one -on -one with them. And if we treat them as individuals, we'll know what their goals are. So that way we can best lead them in those moments. Most of the time we're spending 90% of our energy on people who are not doing what the team needs them to do. So that 10%, Every single time you get a chance with that 10%, you really should be dialing in and really speaking towards their goals. Even if you're not an expert in that field, your words of encouragement and wisdom can really uh, motivate someone to get to that next level. You don't have to be the expert to motivate someone. You don't have to uh, – like. Like coaching, it's kind of like a time to coach that person, become somebody greater. And it may not be in the Army. They may not stay in the Army. They may not stay in the Navy. 
they may end up having the best path at, you know, getting out. Um, but I tell you what, man, the stories that you're going to hear from them, uh, when they kind of reach back to you, um, it's just changing. It, it's going to change you and it's going to help you grow as a leader by doing that because you'll be able to coach people through things that are outside your wheelhouse. So super, super awesome, man. I, I love that you have that mindset too, man. I, uh, I don't know, Yogi, your thoughts on this, but I didn't realize I was going to come on a podcast and listen to a senior NCO say that we had to respect the person and not just look at their rank and judge them. Uh, I was not prepared for this. Um, <laughs> no, it, it used to drive me crazy. You know, the recording and uh, restart it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It, hey. it drove me crazy when people would look at it, look at your rank first and then address you. It's like, hello. <laughs> it's like, come on. And uh, so Chris and I are both in the same mindset, right? And we've had many conversations about this because you, you know how, how there's, there's a saying, you know, it's you treat people or you know people by the way that they treat the, the waiters and the staff instead of how they treat the presidents or the CFOs, right? Um, and it's the same mindset, man. Once once we get to a certain level, we tend to forget that, a lot of us, right? Yeah. And, and it's painful because the troops, they count on us, right? And the more detached you become from that, from where you came from, it's the more difficult it is to be able to relate to them and bring them value and by not bringing them value, you're also losing the entire command, right? So, yeah, that's. I'm, I'm glad you were able to highlight, Sean. Uh, that, that's something that we're both very passionate about, and it, it was never been about the, the rank or the title, because money comes, money goes, titles come, titles goes, man. But the person that's going to be left behind. It's going to be the most important part that we're going to be able to collaborate. I mean, Chris and I, we have conversations with a lot of our junior sailors and senior sailors. Um, well, yeah, I don't more care. I pretty senior. much talk the same no matter what. <laughs> and and it, it, it's the same thing, you know. I was able to have an opportunity to start the whole recruiting um, because of that, because to me, you're Sean, the human being, right? You're not Sean, the multi-famous guy who just walked down the street, or you know, you're not just another guy, right? You're you're a human being, and that's how it should be, and that's what we love about this, especially this platform of as a podcast. I don't know if you experience the same thing, but it, it's a huge leveling ground, also. Yeah, and that's. One one of the reasons I wanted to give back was how overwhelmed I was with how much support we had. There are some amazing people in the veteran support community. But I will say that there are also people that probably need to move on from the veteran support community. Um, that are it's more about them and image and, and what have you, and not so much about helping someone come out. It's it's you know, the how's this make me look good? And that's a shame. It really is. And I think. Yeah, you're going to have that. You had it in the military. You know, we, I used to call them board babies, the ones that could you know, go in and, and pass a promotion board with no problem, but they couldn't lead someone to a porta potty. Um, 
So, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know, and, and hopefully through, through, you know, podcasts like this and ours, and, and they're able to, to see the, the, the people that are out there and, and what they're doing for people and really build those connections and, and try to uh, use their organizations. And speaking of that, so I know you mentioned Lori, which we both know. And as a matter of fact, she will be coming on to her podcast very soon. We're extremely excited about that. She's being like the, uh, um, I was going to say, make a reference, but it probably is not the best considering she's a female. So we're going to go away from that. But to me, she's a superstar. Uh, last year when we were doing a, uh, an event for uh, organization, she came and helped us out willingly. She helped out a lot of veterans. We had a turnout of a couple hundred of veterans that attended a live event that she did for recruit or for their resumes, and the information was priceless. Priceless. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, an ama- yeah. amazing person and, and someone who um, is just you know well respected, uh, and for good reason you know, truly cares and wants to see people succeed. It's just, it's fantastic yeah. to, to know people like that. And she's helping, she's helping people out all the time. And uh, like she was, she's a good resource for people. Oh, I'm yeah. saying if you, if you want a professional opinion on your resume, you need to be hitting her up. And I, I don't get paid nothing to say that. Um, she, she knows exactly what she's looking for. Um, you could have higher heroes and all that stuff go through all those, uh, which you should be. You should be listening to all these free resources. I'm telling you right now, if you want a real expert to look at your stuff and you know they're actually trusted in our community, yeah. And that's why that's why I like doing this is like so it, it's just mind boggling the amount of resources out there out there. You know, there was um. Uh, <laughs> 40 to 60,000 organizations that are helping veterans. Uh, and, and it's just mind boggling that there hasn't been a medium before us, before veteran SOS or before middle vet that's literally digested what is actually out there. So yeah, no, it's, it's just, I don't know how they come up with a number, honestly. I mean, that, that I don't, it's someone truly sitting there counting, Oh, now it's 43,171. Hey, it's, you know, 80% of stats. No. So you know how you record the, uh, when you apply for an LLC or a 501, uh, 501c3, they do record the purpose. That's why they, they, they classify under the purpose. Right. So they, they do have that running tab, which at first I was ridiculous. I was like, dude, you're making this stuff up, right? Our, uh, our mentor, Maurice Wilson, I was like, dude, like, Come on, you told me like these numbers so many times. I need to know where they come from. And he showed me, and I was like, holy smokes, like it's legit. He's like, yeah, like this is, you know, show us the information, where it comes from, and stuff like that. Alone here in San Diego, there's, uh, I think, 4,000 or something like that. And it just came out last uh, two weeks ago with uh, when Step uh, won the, one of the awards. I was oh, like, yeah. holy smokes, just San Diego. You guys don't have step. They don't have step on the East Coast. Uh, not yet. John, you uh, need to get connected with Tony. Yeah. Tony Tony's- is a uh, step support the enlisted project. 
And okay. it's all that's actually one of the one of the big uh besides Maurice, it was the next reason why we started the podcast here. Yeah, because he's been mentoring it, us. Yeah, it was the uh the amount of effect that this his project has on the financial resources that service members, especially junior service members, should be able to progress. It, it's it's fantastic, right? The um he, ha- he he essentially does, if you are running into a financial issue, what do most organizations do? Here's some money, carry on. Oh, give me a budget. You give me a budget and then you figure it out, right? What he I got does, a dollar for you. There you go, <laughs> there you go Yogi. There you hey, go, Yogi. hey, hey, stop talking about my previous profession. Not on, not on the air. Hashtag Yogi Smash. Hashtag Yogi Smash. I'm making that a hashtag. That's the that's second uh, episode. <laughs> but his big thing is about identifying the problem, getting to the solving the problem right now, the emergency, and then teaching you how to properly budget over a year span, hooking you up with an actual counselor to change the root cause of the problem, not just put a patch, a Band-Aid, and push the can down the road. So really, really, really recommend that you put it. After this, you know what? Are we talking? I'll turn it back over to Chris so he can talk, and then I'll connect this. <laughs> now, that'd be great. And, and uh, that's one of the things that I love about the platform is – I just had an episode with a kid who's starting a nonprofit in South Dakota. He's, he's, you know, we, we sat down and talked to him and I'm like, how many veterans are in South Dakota? You know, and, and, and he knew the number and I was like, wow. oh, okay. Um, you know, cause I, I didn't realize that there were that many, but you know, there, there's a bunch up there and he's trying to, you know, help with the homeless issue and things like that and, and job yeah. skills. And yeah. So to me, yeah, you, you got your big organizations, your Wounded Warrior Projects, who I'm still trying to get on the show. Um, and then you got a bunch of small ones. You got regional ones. And you can bring them all on. And, you know, one episode may only pertain to people in South Dakota. But then, you know, other episodes pertain to everybody. And, and that's what, to me, makes it fun and interesting. Yeah. South Dakota, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a... Uh... It's one of the coolest things about this is like there's just so many people out there doing some pretty amazing things. Our brothers and sisters are out there crushing it. Yeah. And it's motivational to hear this because we can start like connecting. Just imagine like if someone from South Dakota started connecting with uh, someone in California and they were doing a system really well and the, the South Dakota guys were able to adopt that. You know, that whole entire networking and working together, bro, it's it's just going to lead to more magic happening. And really, re- that's why that's why all the veteran podcasters, they all talk to each other. You know why? Because we all consider each other, you know, in some fashion, just another part of the def- dysfunctional family that we got here, you know? But definitely a dysfunctional family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we might talk shit to each other. Yeah. like. So be like, hey, this guy just asked me to do something. Come on, man. And then I'm just going to help him. <laughs> Anyways, you know, that's exactly right. And, and the funny thing is, like, I, I never, you know, personalities, I like doing the disc assessments and things like that. And, you know, 
I, I'm a high D. I'm not a an I, which is you know probably where a lot of podcasters would fall in would be in some sort of I. Um, it is by far my lowest letter. <laughs> but what I have found is just through the experiences on the podcast and the people I've been able to meet is I've naturally become more of a connector because I, of the people I've met and, and I network with. Um, it's not something that is forced anymore, you know, so I can be having a conversation with somebody and immediately one or two people pop into my mind. Oh, I need to connect you with them. I need to connect you with them. And that's not how I started. You know, when I was on LinkedIn, I was not, you know, a connector at all, you know, so it's pretty cool to see the transition that happens, um, just by the different situation you put yourself in And the podcast has been a big piece of that. Well, like, is there anything else that you want to mention before, before we roll it up? Uh, really, the, the the biggest thing that I try to encourage people to do is, is to support these podcasts. You know, we're all out here trying trying to help and educate, really. I mean, because you listen to Lori's podcast, you're going to hear some amazing stories. You know, you, you guys and us, we're, we're doing a lot more of the transition piece. Um, and, you know, so you, you start following them, subscribing, you know, showing a little bit of love to, to help them out so we can continue to grow and help more people. Uh, and, and that's what I truly love about, you know, like you guys and what we're doing is it, it's not about us. It's not because we're trying to become, you know, Joe Rogan's, although I'm not going to turn down his paycheck if someone comes and offers it to me. Um, but that's not the goal. You know, we're trying hey, I'll to help. take the, I'll take the uh, Tesla sponsorship. I'll take that. There you go. You know, but, you know, essentially we just want to help. And, you know, to me, that's that, that NCO thing, you know, that that's stuck in us. You know, that's what we do. We help, we, we develop, we, we mentor our soldiers and sailors and, you know, we're just doing it in a different platform now. And, you know, one of the things that we're looking at is uh, we're going to, we're not changing the format. Uh, we're we're going to stay focused on the transition, but we're going to add, um, some uh, spotlights on people sharing their stories. So it'll open us up to bring a few more people on the platform, um, not to do a traditional podcast, but to sit down with Eric and I and actually tell their story. And we ask a couple questions and, and it'll run sort of separate on the, on the website. That's something we're working through right now and, and trying to develop what that looks like, but that'll enable a lot more people to come on and actually share their story. And you never know who you're going to impact with your story. Because we all have one, and, and truth be told, every one of us has an amazing story that has been in the service. You know what, what we've gone through to get to where we are now. Some some have been, you know, riding the high road the whole time. The other times they they went way down in the valleys. Um, so it's it's those stories that really I think make the biggest impact, and we're excited to to be able to add that to our platform. Love it, bro. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your wisdom. Um, and we're here wisdom. to support. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, <laughs> people are going to be, be throwing flags on the play on the, 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 the What is going on here? <laughs> we were paid five bucks every time we said that Sean was wise. So we got at least five dollars out of this episode. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Hey. Ever, uh, to our listeners that are out there, um, 
bottom line, go check out Veteran SOS. All right. Sean, he's got a heart of gold and he's helping veterans and service members out there. And I don't mean just heart of gold like he's like Timmy over there. No, the dude's the dude's a killer and he's gonna be able to help you out, man. And I just wanted to kind of throw this out there. Go to our website, click share my story, and come share your story with us. This whole entire podcast is not Yogi's podcast. It's not Sean's podcast. It's not Chris's podcast. It's our podcast. It's our tribe's podcast. Let's hear your voices. I want to hear your voices through this. Even if you don't want the recording to come out, but you just want to spend some time, share your story. Like, come on, talk with us. We want to hear your guys' story in the transition. All right. So everybody that's out there, listen to Sean's show, Veteran SOS, Army Veteran, go Army. That was for you, Sean. And to everyone that's going through the transition right now, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. It's your transition. So take charge of it. Mill to vet out. Thank you.